We're going to start this week off with some music. Last week, we didn't get to listen to Beautiful Velvet by Idra because of some technical difficulties, but I now have her patch challenge, and it is amazing. So here is Beautiful Velvet by Idra.
Hello and welcome back to Podular Modcast. I'm Tim and I'm very excited to have Avila on the show this week, aka Vern Avila, aka Vern, aka a lot of other cool band names that we're going to get into uh, here in a moment. I'm a huge fan of Vern's music and Vern's t-shirts that um, are put out under Grilka Press. All the all the links you need are going to be in the show description. But yeah, super excited about this one. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. We have a lot of laughs. Um, I dare say we go a little blue sometimes in this one. So if you are at all sensitive to that sort of humor, you've been warned. I would also like to warn you with peace and love that I have a new video out on my YouTube, um, and there's actually a little bonus Patreon episode. Um, kind of a making of I went to a train train track and put my Loam geophone uh, my magnetic uh, seismic microphone on the iron legs of a of a train bridge and then I just made music out of it um, it's called waiting for the train and I think it's pretty cool and I want to do more stuff like it so if you head on over to my YouTube's it is there and like I said if you're interested there's a bonus episode up on Patreon of kind of like the making of that like a field recording bonus episode Um, and speaking of field recording episodes still I'm loving the feedback that I got off of the one a few weeks ago if you haven't listened yet um, yeah go back and, and check it out I went and recorded some sea lions with my underwater microphone or hydrophone um, and I'm still working on a piece of music uh, based off of that. Um, if you are a member of the Patreon family, you have access to, uh, that, that, that recording that you can do whatever with, if you'd like, I do want to do a compilation album eventually of some of the field recording stuff, um, with, with like your, your music on it, released on self-centered records. So if you want early access to that, um, head on over to Patreon. Thank you to everybody who's supporting me there already. It means a lot, and it is, it's the lifeblood of the show, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to i am trying to get up to 200. Well, have I, wait, am I trying to get 200? I don't know. I'm just trying to increase the Patreon uh, patronage, I guess you'd call it. Because I want to do more of these field recording things. I want to have, like I've been saying for a long time, I want, I want video to be more of an aspect of the show. And I think... Uh, you know, bonus episodes, these bonus material from the the field recording episodes and whatnot. Um, Yeah, so patreon.com forward slash podular modcast would also like to say thank you to Patchworks for their continued support of the show. If you haven't been over to patchworks.com, then I highly recommend you type into your old bar there, get your fingers ready to do some typing and enter in patchworks.com. That's P. A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S dot com for all your synthesizer needs. You'll find everything you want from Instro, Make Noise, After Later Audio, Qubit. Uh, you got some tip-top stuff over there. Uh, Mystic Circuits, Schlappy Engineering, 4MS. And that's just part of the uh, the modular stuff. There's there's all sorts of other things. Studio monitors. I don't know what's going on with my voice today. It might be that my wife is downstairs and I'm self-conscious about recording my intros, but I feel like I have a different cadence and different volume and a different tone in my voice. So that's why. Um, and then also, uh, after later audio. 
Visit afterlateraudio.com to learn more about the new Carve module. I'm telling you, it's, it's a powerhouse. It belongs in not just a beginner's case, but also an expert's case. It's one of those kind of modules. Um, and then, of course, the Benjamin V2 and its expanders. And, you know, just head on over there. You'll see what's going on. All right, let's get into this chat with Vern. I don't know where to start, but I'm really excited to get to know you today. We met briefly at Velocity. I oh my god yeah hi how you doing um, yeah so you've been on my radar for a long time and and then uh one of the band camp fridays i like to just open up instagram on band camp friday and and just see who's posting about what and you you hooked me with your project called bear spray ah oh. <laughs> because i uh you know i had to carry bear spray around with me when i went through yellowstone and i still have it and i and i was just very drawn into the name and um, so I bought that album just without listening to anything. I was just like, Whoa. I'm buying it. They're called Bear Spray. <laughs> this is cool. And then I listened to it and I really liked it. It's harsh. It sounds like the way I imagine Bear Spray feels in your eyes in a way, <laughs> but in, like in a cool way. <laughs> um, and then I decided I wanted to, you know, see what, you know, what your other stuff was like. So I picked up the, um, is it Spatial Relation? Spatial oh, Relation? Yeah, yeah. Um, and... I love that. It's like an EP. It's a little sh like, is it an EP? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I, um, oh my God. Thank in you. In fact, every time it's over, because it's an EP, because I thought it was an album and then I'm listening to it and I'm like, it's, wait, it's over. So every time I listen to it, I usually just listen to it twice in a row. Wow. Um, yeah. It's, it, it's like, it's, I was thinking about ways. I know I'm like interviewing you and I've only talked and I haven't let you talk yet but i just have to get this all okay, out of we'll the get way there first. we'll get yeah, there yeah we'll get there um but we, there i i was thinking about how to like bring up the way this the spatial relation makes me feel and i think the best way i can describe it is some music i want to listen to um you know and sometimes i want to listen to it in the morning if i'm having my coffee and reading a book and then some music i listen to and it just instantly makes me want to be creative and and that's what your music does for me it makes oh, me wow. want to make more music <laughs> um and i was listening to i just got into drawing with acrylic pens and i'm not an artist at all but i'm doing this like kind of fun thing lately that's just really meditative and i was listening to um to that album again or that ep last night again um it's just it's i don't know it really it really taps into my brain that wants to be creative for some reason i don't know why Wow, that that's is. so cool. <laughs> yeah. So oh, thank so you for that for sharing record. that with me. That's really special. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean it's 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 great. So I like once I listened to that, I was like, I have to I have to talk to Vern and see <laughs> what's up. Um so with all of that said, uh I love I love jokingly say what saying, what's your deal? Um oh, man. no <laughs> Well, you kind of got like, so, you know, I, I like to do a little research before I have somebody on, but I don't want to do too much because I like to get to know people while I'm, you know, through sure, the conversation yeah. and you do a lot of stuff. So say, let's give me an elevator pitch Okay. everything you're um, up to. Holy moly. Okay. So I'm pretty <laughs> bad at this. Uh, I'm not very good at speaking or well, this is the perfect venue writing. For that. So this is good. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say many of 
many times some some words many times over that's what's okay. gonna happen uh, Sounds good. <laughs> uh but uh let's see i play music i have my own very very tiny record label i have a t-shirt company i like to book shows and play shows i have a radio show i'm a creative coding hobbyist uh and i'm probably forgetting some other stuff <laughs> <laughs> well that's a lot but that's a lot <laughs> and and i think it's fitting that your your kind of your headquarters or your your main hub is called Vern's world yeah <laughs> cuz it's just kind of like all things um so that's pretty cool i'm i'm curious i like to get people's backstory so obviously creativity arts this is very very at the, at the base of of all these interests when does that start how is that fostered what's your earliest memory of of like kind of not not appreciating a piece of art but having a piece of art kind of awaken the fact that like oh i'm going to be an artist i need to do this too um i guess at a really really young age uh i my grandfather was he painted as a hobby Mm -hmm. Um, and I hung out, he had a restaurant in San Rafael, California, and I hung out there all the time. I was mm -hmm. folding napkins at the age of like three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when I would run out of napkins to fold, he would just give me a pen and paper, you know, and keep me busy in the corner with like a bottomless cup of Coke. And uh -huh. <laughs> so I'd just be like hyped on caffeine, doodling and drawing. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and then folding napkins and then doodling and drawing and folding napkins. <laughs> you got a good system, just keeping you hopped up on caffeine to do all yeah. that, that, that manual labor of folding napkins. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like productive babysitting. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess that's kind of how it started. Um, and then like, I just was sort of like an art geek. Like I would just always be doodling, drawing, making collages. I never really played too much music as a young kid. I played saxophone in fourth grade. Not very good at it. Didn't last very long. Um, that's, yeah, that's my <laughs> trombone story. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I really wanted to be good at it. I wanted to be like Lisa Simpson, but it just wasn't in the cards. So, um. wait, how much was Lisa Simpson like the like the impetus for you wanting to choose saxophone? Not like it wasn't. Well, I joined band, and that she was like the reason I chose saxophone for sure. But okay. I didn't like join band because I wanted to be like Lisa Simpson. Right. I think I did it because it was like an extracurricular activity that wasn't 4H. Oh right! Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I did 4-H for a little bit. And I did 4-H. Not like it very much. Yeah, but. I did 4-H in third grade. I was in the rabbit club and also in the art club, and my rabbit died a horrific death. And oh, I like, no. <laughs> he got like eaten alive by wasp larvae. What? Yeah, what? it was the grossest thing I've ever experienced. In my oh my life. god, that's like. And how old were you? Fourth I was grade? like eight. Oh my, that's traumatic. Yeah. And we were oh like trying God. to save him by like pouring hydrogen peroxide on him and his hair would come off and there would be larva on him. And 
there was just so much on him that we had to sorry oh, this is really oh gross we had to <laughs> put him down unfortunately oh no uh, yeah and i quit 4-h after that yeah i, was like, this I don't sucks. Yeah, I, if you were to keep going if, all right bring in the next rabbit if that was yeah. your response i would have been like hmm okay no yeah i was like this is not this is not cool <laughs> oh, i'm not trying I'm, I'm i'm laughing at the her- horrendous nature it's, of it that's yeah. how I always deal with bad news is I laugh, oh, yeah, which is rather unfortunate sometimes because people think that I'm <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I'm just nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I swear I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was, you know, then I just like <clears throat> went into the zone. Um for band and yeah so that was for a year and then I switched schools and the new school was like you have to play clarinet saxophone is too easy and I I was like but I'm not good at saxophone (laughs) so why would I get better no I don't want to do that uh, <laughs> the the logic the, of some adults sometimes when I hear stories from other people's childhood is just kind of like what? Yeah, what they, yeah. I'll never forgive that teacher, but they they their whole thing was that the clarinet doesn't have button covers, so you have to be really good at covering the holes mm. on mm-hmm. the clarinet in order. And so then once you get good at clarinet, then you graduate to saxophone, is what he said. Ah. And I was like, I guess that's cool but I don't want to. Bye. <laughs> like maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe don't go into that hardcore of like technique at the age of eight. Nine. Yeah. You Ten. Know, nine. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know, but I guess that's how you get child prodigies. How else are we going to get child prodigies? Yeah. You know, you so. know. <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to be in the Philharmonic if you play like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Like you get to this age where you like, well, one, you're like, okay, well, I'm probably at the age or older than a lot of the teachers that I had in public school. And just looking back and being like, I know now, like, and not saying like, oh, I'm so smart, but like, I'm pretty sure that I'm a lot smarter than many of them now. And being like, yeah. oh, they were like <laughs> responsible of my forming, you know, yeah. in a way that's, it's just like, you can't think about it too long. Cause you start thinking like, yeah, just like, kind oh, of start doom scrolling you, your, yeah. your past. <laughs> Where did it start? Where did yeah, it right? start? <laughs> uh, so, so, so like art, then like, like painting, drawing. Yeah. So um, then I just th- that's like, kind of yeah. your thing. Yeah. Was your thing. And I did like collages and all kinds of stuff. And then in junior high school, I started going to shows because I lived at that time in Petaluma, California, mm-hmm. home of the Phoenix Theater, which is like an all ages venue. So from a really young age, I got to go see live music all the time, like all the time. Um, and just fully dove in like fanboy, hardcore, like I love music. This is the coolest thing ever. So I was just like going to shows, making collages, drawing. Boom, what were some of the time. bands that you were seeing? Uh, <laughs> I love to hear about formative years bands. I All have right. some terrible ones that I don't like to admit. So yeah, you're so safe here. One good solid one that I'm like super proud of was Guar. That one. Oh, nice. I got uh-huh. to see Guar a few times as a kid. Did you get Definitely soaked in amazing. the in the blood and everything? Did yeah. you wear white but t-shirts to ruin? Other bands I saw uh, include Cherry Pop and Daddies. Oh wow! Wow! Okay. Yeah. Suit, suit Riot, right? 
Papa Roach. Is that them? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they were a local band. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Primus, I saw a ton or like I saw Primus a lot too. Adjacent yeah. thing. He, they um, were always on like all the festival shows that I went to as a kid. They were on yeah. like the radio ones and then the Ozfest in high school. So I think I've seen, I think I've seen Primus like six or seven times. And they're not like one of my favorite bands at all. Like it was just, they were there and it was cool to watch. Yeah. Uh, and then I think it was like junior year of high school. I discovered the Melvins. Okay. And I also that year started going like record shopping. Cause before I was just getting CDs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my mom gave me her old record player to put in my room and I started going record shopping and that's when I discovered synthesizer music. Okay. Oh, cool. All right. I found a copy. I have it still, but I have a copy of Dick Hyman plays the Moog. Okay. And it's like, I don't know if you've seen that record cover before. I could no. go grab it right now if you want. Um, it's, <laughs> it's like incredible. It's just like this really crazy like cutout of him all over the place. Like some of them are like horizontal and some are vertical. It's like the same like like stick standing like straight thing. Like and he's in okay. a suit. And then there's like a Moog. It's like a very crazy album cover. Um, and, Is that you know, what made you pick like, it up? Yeah, I like was like, that, "What?" Like, I'm, I gotta see this. What and this also, like, it's like Dick Hyman, and you're like, yeah. 15, you know, you're yeah. like, oh. <laughs> I know. I was like, yeah. "Is that his real name?" Yeah, or... is it for real, dude? <laughs> um, <laughs> and I brought it home, and like, it just like blew my mind. Like, I my head exploded. And I was just like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life!" Like, holy crap! And so then I just started looking for anything that looked like that you know <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah does it have a weird thing that said i thought it was moog and i was like is that a, where's the moog stuff give me uh-huh. all the moog stuff you know <laughs> <laughs> um and then i think around when i was like 17 fruity loops entered my life and mm-hmm. uh reason and that's when i started making computer techno that's so okay. super bad <laughs> <laughs> You sound I, I'm just by everything you're saying, I'm assuming you're around my age. Do you mind me asking? What, I'm thirty seven, like, yeah. I just turned thirty eight. So oh, yeah, we are happy like birthday. spot on. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So did you graduate in two thousand two? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um so did you ever play uh this is kind it's kind of on topic, but the um the PlayStation MTV video music generator? Was that what it was called? I remember the like where you would had like loops that you could put in and do it. It was like basically like a DAW on PlayStation. I have it still. Yeah. No, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! I would love. Yeah, that actually to is how I that. knew how to play Fruity Loops. Actually. <laughs> okay, because I was gonna say yeah. it was very yeah. similar in its setup, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> that is. I just feel like. Thanks, before, MTV. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to like totally derail your story, but, but like before, like we are kind of in that first generation of getting like the first taste of being able to like do stuff on on the cheap relatively with like software and making stuff on a computer. Cause I remember making like little loops in in I think it was called Acid. Oh um, yeah. On yeah. Acid. And then um but before that, like we would have had to have spent money on like real gear and maybe we yeah. didn't have that money as a teenager. So like, yeah. that's, that's cool that, I don't know. We're kind of lucky to be in that, like baptized in that early. 
Now yeah, it's like it's so common. You can just I know now you just like you have your phone and you have like you can write an entire album on your phone. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> it costs like five dollars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you so you get the you get the bug from buying these synthesizer records and you, and this is the way that you find uh, this is how you find your way into participation is yeah. just through fruity loops yeah. and everything. Yeah, and then I just kept doing that for a while, and I worked at a video store, um, and some of my coworkers and I made our first, like, my first real band that we we never played. We had a MySpace page, though, um, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but we were called Scantron, and it was, like, terrible Sc- computer Sc- music. It was so bad. It was Scantron. <laughs> Oh, I've I've put so many. I was a TA in 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 college, and I I've, I've processed so many scantrons. So scantron yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bringing me back. <laughs> um, and then from that, I got invited to play in this like million person noise band called True Florist. We would like Whoa. meet on Mondays and just like pick up random. My friend Corey had a warehouse just like full of musical equipment that his dad had as like a rental service. Uh huh. And we would go there every Monday and just like make total noise for like an hour and record it, and that would be it. And mm-hmm. and then after that, I joined a a metal band. Uh, and tried to play synthesizer in it for like ten years. <laughs> <laughs> not expecting you to say for like I thought you were going to say for like because you said tried no yeah I started out I had like I was like borrowing someone's like micro korg oh the micro korg is such like so many people yeah like that's their introduction into like yeah. hardware it's really yeah it's and a really then great little synth it's it's awesome and it's like a really good first step because you like have everything structured and there's mm-hmm. not a lot you can do, but there's enough that you like start to understand how things work. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like just shaping presets just slightly and like saving over them to kind of create like your own, but you're not building anything from like total scratch. Yeah. I think that, yeah. It's an excellent way to learn. And then, so I had the microcore for a while and the dude who loaned it to me got kicked out of the band. So I had to oh, buy my shit. own synthesizer. <laughs> and I went to this store in Santa Rosa called Midi Mics. Midi Mics. Okay. Nice. It was so tight. It was just like synths everywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, and there was a Nord lead and I had no idea what I was doing, but mm-hmm. I found the patch that, that I made a patch that sounded like a fart, like this really gross, super deep, intense fart. Uh-huh. And I was like, I have to buy this synth. And it was like, <laughs> it was like a thousand dollars. And I was, uh-huh. I was like, I do not have a thousand dollars, but I, they did have a layaway plan. So for six months, I slowly paid off. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my God. And with a layaway, like that's not like financing. Like you don't get it till it's paid for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for six months, we like kind of didn't play music as a band and like, spent that time like reforming and then I like got I got the Nord and I got the manual and <laughs> it took me like three years to actually learn how to play that thing because <laughs> yeah. I had no idea what I was doing no one to teach me what synthesizers were or anything <laughs> well Nords are kind of I feel like they're not 
I know I've, I played with I think the lead two for a little bit and yeah. it didn't seem like it's at, like they seem like their 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 signal flow or just the way that the way they're built is a little I don't know for me it was harder to get under its hood than it was something like a like the MS 2000s which I have after the the microcord, yeah. which I think is actually the same synth, but just you can do more with. But you it can actually like do stuff with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it definitely great. took a while to like understand what I was doing. I just kept mm -hmm. being like, "Okay, well, I could make something cool sounding." So I don't know why it's happening, but I'm just gonna save that and move <laughs> on. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did that have like the stone uh, mod wheel and like the wood pitch bend? Mm -hmm. I love that. That's that's a pretty nice touch. Yeah, I still have it. It's still my favorite. <laughs> yeah, they sound yeah. great. I like I yeah. I had the Nord lead too. I was borrowing it from somebody um who who just called it a keyboard for, <laughs> for like her yeah. her mom bought it for her and she was going to become a keyboardist and then she just never played it, so we used it. I was in a band with her older sister, so we just used it and then I just had it literally for like 5 years. Oh my god. And I tried to buy it from her and her mom wouldn't let her sell it, but I was like, well, it's still mine. And then she she wanted it back <laughs> one day, not too long ago, and I was like, yeah, I never use it. And so I spent the day, but like she was coming later on in the evening, so I spent the day like just recording sounds with it so I could oh, like incredible. Yeah. And I ended up actually like recording so much stuff that I was like I just released it as an album. Like 10 <laughs> I recorded awesome. like 10 pieces just like arpeggiated like triads, you know. But it's yeah. just like it sounded so good. Um sorry, I totally just hijacked your your story. No, no hijacking. We're conversating. Okay. <laughs> Conversing? Conversating? I just made a word up. That's I think good. they're both right. Isn't Is I it? think I used I used um, impetus early in our conversation, and I've kind of been wondering if I used it correctly this whole time. So. I don't know. I, it sounded good to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're playing you're playing the Nord lead in a metal band for ten years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's what was that band called? It was called Prize Hog. Prize Hog. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh... You got some really good band names. Yeah, lots past. of those. Yeah. <laughs> you ever need some advice? Come yeah, to this I'm... guy. <laughs> Questionable band name guy. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I had the Nord, and then I, I slowly, like, built up my thing, my setup, so that I had, I got a Moog Slim Fatty mm -hmm. and kind of built, like, a weird Taurus thing by getting a Roland PK-5 and operating that with the foot pedal. So it was like, okay. you know, uh, a Taurus with memory. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I did that for, yeah, like 10 years. It was crazy. Played out of too many speaker cabinets. Yeah. <laughs> it was never loud enough. It's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so how do you find yourself into like, I mean, I guess co going from metal to kind of the kind of like. Yeah music you make now isn't that far of a leap but yeah so like while I was doing that I kind of started playing solo like fairly early on mm -hmm. and my first solo name was Dirty Centaur terrible <laughs> again terrible uh, the second one was Eat My Shit so that was even worse I don't know <laughs> and that's why we're just going with my last name now because it's easy uh, <laughs> Eat my shit. Yeah. Oh, that is fucking funny. Um yeah. <laughs> Do you do you pronounce it um Avola? 
yeah. by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure I was right on that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that sounds like it could just be a band name. That's a cool, that's a cool, it just phonetically sounds cool. Yeah, so, thanks. Uh, that works good. <laughs> um, better ring than eat my shit. Yeah, it's definitely a lot easier <laughs> to like approach people to book a show in a town you've never been in, for example. Like, hi. <laughs> I perform as eat my shit. Will you please host me? I'm super nice. I swear. I won't break anything. <laughs> and I, contrary to what you might be thinking, I will not make anyone eat my shit. <laughs> you, little, you don't have to eat anything. I promise. Oh, that's funny. Um, mm. uh. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, so here we are. That's 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 where that went. It was just uh, like my band the Prize Hog stopped playing in like 2015, I think. Yeah. I want to say 2015. Um and I just immediately like I I you know, I hadn't really put too much into my solo stuff for a long time. I was playing like noise shows a lot, but showing up with a synthesizer in the Bay Area at a noise show was like not really acceptable to many of the elitist noise people. I'm really? calling all of you out right now. You make all <laughs> sorts of noise with a synthesizer. Yeah, That's there bullshit. was a lot of people in the noise scene who probably to this day will say that you are not allowed to make noise music with a synthesizer. And I think that's hooey, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I just kind of like let it die for a while. And then once the band broke up, I just like put the gas pedal on and went for it. Mm-hmm. And it's been really fun. And Are you in Portland now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you were in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I moved here in 2013. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, did you move there for any particular, like, like for art reasons or for professional reasons? or? Yeah, we like, we were living in San Francisco, the band, and, you know, kind of wanted to live in a place where we weren't working like 40 plus hours a week and didn't have this like like we couldn't go on tour as a band living Mm -hmm. there um because you know your boss would always just point to a stack of resumes and say go ahead go on tour (laughs) you you can go but you can't come back you know yeah 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 oh (laughs) um so we wanted to move to a place where the rent was cheap and we could do that and there was a really we had a like a really good community of people up here um just from coming up here on tour and had a lot of friends who moved up here so it's just kind of easy for us to yeah. make that choice yeah 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 i mean your music sounds like you know it sounds indicative of a lot of stuff that's happening in portland portland seems very i don't know for especially in the synth world it seems like a a very like unique and uh what's the word i'm looking for like an idiosyncratic niche carved out for itself which yeah is, for you know, sure pretty cool yeah i think a lot of people think people who don't know either city very well kind of like may associate seattle and portland but i think they're just very very different places like yeah all friends almost except for weather um, <laughs> please pardon the interruption but i am extremely excited to tell you that this week's episode is brought to you by better help 
BetterHelp can assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist all within 48 hours. And we're not talking about self-help here. We're not talking about uh, a crisis line. This is professional counseling done securely online. You can send a message to your counselor anytime. You get timely and thoughtful responses. And one of my favorite aspects about the BetterHelp service is uh, they are committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. And I think this point is worth sticking on here for a moment because from my personal experience, therapy is not um, a one size fits all scenario when we're talking about the relationship between the patient and the therapist. So the fact that BetterHelp offers uh, you the, the the ability to to switch and then be talking to somebody new within 48 hours is just such a nice, nice feature. And I know this can be a nerve-wracking thing. It can be scary to uh, just, just thinking about the prospect of opening up to a complete stranger. But keep in mind that these people are professionally trained just for this purpose. And I'll tell you from my own personal experience, there's nothing more important or there's the most important step I think to starting your path to recovery um, and management of anxiety or depression um, is talking with somebody who who is who is trained and equipped to help with these matters specifically so I want you to start living a happier healthier life today and as a listener You'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash podular. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash podular for 10% off your first month. What else? There was something else I wanted to talk to you about. Okay, because you don't, you don't use modular in the music that you make typically, right? Uh, yeah, it kind of goes up and down with that. Lately, I do. Oh, okay. Okay. Because <laughs> you were part of the, the Voltage Flow residency, right? And was yeah. that kind of like your introduction to uh, modular? It was or... like a reintroduction. Um, okay. I, I don't know if you know Jeff Nor, who does like antimatter audio. Mm, I, I don't know him, but I, I know who he is. So he's a sweet, sweet angel and like a very, very good friend of mine. And he used to do volt divers down yeah, here. Yeah, I remember that. I was going to play one. I think I think maybe the pandemic fucked that up or something oh, yeah, happened. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like I I hit him up to play a volt divers and that was one of the like hi, I'm called eat my shit. <laughs> I know you don't know me. I swear I'm not mean. And we ended up becoming like really good friends. Um uh-huh. and he you know, I showed up with just my Nord and some pedals and he was like hey why don't you check out all this other cool stuff and yeah, he like uh-huh. came over to my house with like a bunch of modules that he like gave me to try out and like an esx and he's like showed me how to use the esx and he was just like here check all of these things out i think you could do really good things with all of these things mm-hmm. um and i don't know where i was going with that uh jeff Norr changed my life but yeah so he showed <laughs> he showed me yeah he showed me like modular and I got kind of into it, but I was really, really, really not doing good with money. And that yeah, was like my biggest good. thing was I was just like, I feel like I'm always wanting another thing or feeling like I need something else and I never have the money to get it. This sucks. Mm-hmm. So I just mm-hmm. like, I was like, fuck it. I don't want anything to do with it. I kind of um, had that too. I, I had got like yeah. four modules and then I just did not have money at, to yeah. spend on it. Especially like they're just individually like, okay, I could spend 
$400 on this thing that does one thing, or I could spend $600 on a full synth, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, so. I can get a whole box. It does yeah. everything. Like, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so I stopped, and then I started going to PCC for creative coding, and part of that program, uh, because it's part of the music and sonic arts department, they have a modular class. Oh, cool. And so I took a semester of that and like I that kind of like woke up the bug really hard because I was just like oh my god I have a whole library of synthesizers I can play whenever I want yeah that's awesome and having access to that and then going into the synth library at S1 and finding mm -hmm. ways to be able to play with modules without having to buy them <laughs> <laughs> got me like really really into that again and then I started getting good at being able to get good at saving some money too. So I like slowly started collecting some and got some here and there different ways and 4MS like hooked me up with some cool goodies and Oh nice. nice. Uh yeah, holy crap. <laughs> so um, much good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I the um the I the stereo triggered sampler and actually the uh the percussion interface has been oh, so yeah. vital for me. Like just a cool like envelope follower gate generator off of external audio is so fun. Yeah, it's um, so cool. I mean, I could go on about all of their stuff. Really, but... <laughs> and sweethearts, they're all sweethearts. Yeah, they're sweet, the sweetest angels. They really mm -hmm. are. <laughs> yeah. And then I got a job at Mordax, which oh, is really cool. <laughs> yeah, also sweethearts. Yeah, totally yeah. sweet angels. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. Hopefully I get to keep it for a long time, you know? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> so are you still working? Yeah, yeah. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Do you like do like calibration or like what? Are... Very cool. Yeah, I'm mostly doing like calibrating and like populating parts and and like uh, like final testing and stuff like that. We have the I do same a job. little bit of soldering. Oh, cool. I do that oh, yeah, for after you work later for... audio. That's right. Yeah, so I populate, and I actually, just before we started talking, I was calibrating our new module, Carve. Oh, incredible. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> super fun. Yeah, so I just, I have like this this work cart at home. Now that I live in Tacoma, I just drive up to Seattle and drop my stuff off and pick up more, bring it home, and then I just sit and watch podcasts on YouTube and calibrate all day. Incredible. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I like it. It's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I met Brandon... Um, I think also during, during, uh, Oh, velocity velocity. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, let's see. It was him, Brandon, right. From Mordex. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it was Brandon, Eli from mystic, Eric Schlappi and Abe from AI. And we all went and got tacos before. Oh, that was, incredible. That was when I met him the first time. And yeah, it's just like, <laughs> just the, like what a group, what a group of people. Do you know Eli? Uh, I met Eli there. Yeah, he's incredible. Just such a, he's one of my favorite people. Yeah, he's and then like also, a space alien. He's so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Schlappy is just this, oh, like, that oh we were God. talking about sweethearts, the yeah. biggest sweetheart. I, I miss him. I love him. I know. Um, I miss him too. And Sarah. Um, <laughs> and Abe. I love Abe. Yeah, that was so much fun. That's so cool that you work for them. Sorry, another huge. Um, no, it's cool. It's where we're going. Diversion, it's just, yeah. It's the, it's the flow. It's the flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome that you like, and I think I feel like I don't know getting to work for a company, um, like doing the podcast and getting to work for the company put me in a really 
lucky position to be able to play with more stuff and just I don't know like working with him and calibrating him and testing him like it's obvious but like I just like understand module like the, the actual like devices way more and it's yeah. making me a better synthesis I think too is starting to like just going through the testing and like making sure that all the different aspects of all these different things are working well I kind of have to know how they work a little bit um, yeah and it's yeah it's really fun yeah, totally. Like I, I'm pretty anti reading the manual. Me um, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm a little more interested in it. <laughs> like yeah, I'm not yeah. like pissed when I have to do it occasionally, yeah. like with a module. I'm like, okay, I'm not understanding something. Where is the mo- manual over there? <laughs> Need to refer to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is that about not wanting to read a manual? What do you think that is? Cause I'm- uh, I mean, for me, it's like, I've never been told how to do any of this stuff. So like, why would I read a manual? You know? mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. Like, um, I like to just... figure it out because if, if I do something, I, I realize that mine is so ego driven, but I, if I can figure it out on my own and make something cool without reading the manual, then I did it. Yeah. That's uh, also, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a vibe also. It's like, well, I just did it myself. It's cool. Yeah. I can't tell you what I did, but yeah, right. it happened. <laughs> so soak that in. Yeah. The more uh, I learn, the more I realize how much of an imposter I've been this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> or a free spirit. Yeah, know? that's right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I love yeah. that positive spin on it. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to, you know, just trying to like, let the flow take over yeah i don't want to read a manual i don't want a menu dive (laughs) (laughs) so i want to can we get kind of nerdy about uh spatial relation sure Um, yeah i just i want to like i usually don't like to like get in the weeds with gear but i am very curious like what you used to make that record okay that. And I have a specific sound about a specific or a specific question about a specific sound as well. Oh, okay. Do you want to ask can, that? We or... can start with that or you can answer the first question. That's it's up to you. Okay. I used what did I use? I used a lot of stuff. I used a bunch of samples that I made from the synth library at school okay. on my ESX. Uh I used my Nord. I used a Korg monologue and mm-hmm. I used a ton of guitar pedals. Oh, okay. It. Yep. Um, like, like we're using a lot of like fuzz, fuzz pedals or like, yeah, I got a lot of distortion, distortion just, okay. pedals. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, did you use any like field recordings? Uh, I did use, I did use some like recordings I took of radio. Oh, okay. Um, one and I like also frogs. used, yeah, I used uh, field recordings of frogs. Yes. Okay. I was, yes. cause I was listening yeah. to that and I was like, these are frogs or they could have been synthesized. No, those are, those are frogs. Those are frogs from <laughs> tour. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. We were in Houston and it started pouring down rain and then all these frogs started mating in the street Whoa. and it was like, I thought there was a herd of goats outside it was oh so loud. <laughs> that sounds amazing. It was so cool. And we like is... went out and walked around for like an hour and I just like recorded frogs for an hour and we were just like watch there was just like stacks of them banging everywhere. Like it was like insane. 
<laughs> it was it's so like an insane. X-rated, um, X-rated magnolia. Yeah, totally. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> These guys are so excited right now. <laughs> uh, do you do a lot of field recording? Are you? Is that something you're into? Yeah. Um, my husband and I like to go do field recording a lot. Anytime we're like out, we like to go hiking and uh-huh. bring bring the old recorder out. Yeah. Same here. I've been yeah. super into it. My wife just got me a new um, shotgun mic. Uh, Sennheiser MKE 600, I think it's called. Um, nice. And then I just got the Tascam Porta Capture X8, Whoa. which is crazy cool. It's got like that 32-bit float recording, so like peaking is like a thing of the past, I think. Or clipping, no way. It, like clipping. Yeah, like I don't think it clips your audio, your your audio anymore. Okay. It's, look into it. It's <laughs> yeah. it, I just got it yesterday and so my my this is so nerdy but my shotgun mic came with a mount that I could put it like right on a like on top of my camera, but this porta capture also has the mount. So I can Whoa. actually mount my 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 uh shotgun to it while having my two stereo on it. And I've got a hydrophone and a oh, geophone. Yeah. I'm just like going I'm going ham with this shit. I'm That's so, so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Um, it's fun just like doing it like you didn't even have to do anything with it just like having your headphones on and walking around and hearing things that way is so fun yeah I've (laughs) I've said that so many times like I've I have so many recordings that I haven't even gone back and listened to but I just love the the actual the journey and the the um yeah just the 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 adventure of of finding them and and like you said listening to them in the sound like especially out in the forest or like hearing an owl or something in the distance it's just like yeah and you're just like oh (laughs) yeah i just went up and saw a bunch of um sea lions and brought brought my hydrophone oh my god so i got like a couple hours of them underwater (gasps) oh that is so cool it's super cool i'm (laughs) um i'm actually so i stitched together like a 25 minute like collage of the of the sounds um that I'm gonna just make public eventually and then I wanna have people do whatever with them and then I wanna release like a compilation album. Oh my god, I wanna do that. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll send you the sounds. I had to edit it down though because if you listen to it just straight through, it gets really annoying because they're just like <laughs> like over and over and over. So I had to like, like find okay, like okay. the sweet spots. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> so I want to talk about your label as well a little bit. It's, um, is it e? It's it's three Eat letters. My shit. Eat my shit. <laughs> Eat my shit. Records and takes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to keep it alive because it's yeah. it is just so good, you know. <laughs> oh, so how active is that label? Uh, we're I'm actually working on a release right now. Uh, okay. it's a split between myself and my husband and his friend have a noise duo called leather jester Um, okay and we're gonna we're gonna do a little west coast tour in april so i'm prepping something for that and then i have a couple other releases that i've been like lagging on in the classic form of a record label you know yeah yeah (laughs) uh that i hope to release somewhat soon um but we're I'm a slow, it's a slow burn, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you do cassettes or digital or? Yeah. I, uh, I've done one cassette, two cassettes so far. Um, this split release is going to be um, a very limited edition of vinyl. 
Okay. Like 10 copies. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And uh, some tapes and CDs. Um, okay. And I've done other CD releases too. Yeah. Seems like people are buying CDs again. Is that? Yeah. So like tapes are super expensive now. Yeah. Tape players are broken all the time. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's only natural to go 20 years back to the height yeah. of CD technology. <laughs> right. you know? like, I mean, they sound the best, but it's just like, it's true. yeah. Um, they're just kind of the, I don't know. They're the lamest digital or the, the uh, latest lamest analog <laughs> artifact. I think like, I know they're digital, but I mean like a, um, let me Hard take copy. that again. Hard yeah. copy. Yeah. yeah. Like they can get scratched. Yeah. You know, tapes are mechanical. You can see them moving. It's like, that's kind of, there's just, I think vinyl and, and cassettes are so much more romantic. They are. The they're definitely stuff. more romantic, but you know, like I, I was like kind of veering away from CDs, but then I, you know, I put out uh, this album consensual abduction myself <laughs> and <laughs> I was running on a. <laughs> I I need to hire you just to like name shit that, for me. <laughs> that's actually not. I can't take credit for that. My friend Cole Galbraith uh, said that, and I was like, okay. "Can I use that as an album title?" And he said yes. So... <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, but uh, yeah. So for that, like you know, I wanted to put out CDs. I wanted to put the album out in general, and you know, I just didn't know anybody who wanted to deal with me <laughs> and that I wanted to deal with. So I was like, well, CDs are cheap and I still have half the run, you know, I made a hundred of them and that's a lot for yeah. CDs in a it's United amazing, States. It's amazing when you get a hunt. Yeah. When you, you think like, well, is a hundred going to be enough? Like I've had that too. And then you yeah. get the box and you're like, oh, that's a lot. Like, oh man, I'm so screwed. I'm so screwed. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I was thinking about doing a cassette release now, but I'm just like, CDs are easier and yeah, probably faster. And the kids, it seems like the kids like them, you know? Yeah. The kids are was, really into like the late 90s, the early 2000s. We're, so. I was just going to say, maybe we don't think CDs are cool because they were what we, they were what yeah. we used. They yeah. were like our primary mode, you know? Yeah. So, um yeah, you're giving me something to think about there. Because I imagine the turnaround time's got to be quicker, right? Yeah, much quicker yeah. than tapes or records. Records, yeah, I mean, especially records are... right now, are insane. Yeah. like It's like two years or something. <laughs> yeah, I think Record Store Day and Adele. Or was it Adele? There was like, Probably, there yeah. There was like Adele like came in and just like made like so many thousands of copies of her new record which is like okay well yeah she she has every right to do that but you kind of screwed everybody else over it that's yeah. that's what i hear anyways i don't i don't know if that's well it's true. like it's not just adele it's like every record company is now like reissuing like every fucking bob dylan and neil yeah. young and yeah. you know it's like do we really need another million of those in the market yeah. like we really don't <laughs> actually yeah. need that uh, we need some more Beatles stuff I think yeah yeah please another Be Beatles reissue please I don't have enough copies of help I need 10 more copies of help uh, where, 
wherever you go. Oh yeah, the tour. I wanted to talk about. Are you so? Yeah. Are you booked out? I saw you post the other day that you were um, kind of in the process of booking it. Are you still looking for places to play? Um, sort of. Yeah, I, I think. Let's see. I have one outdoor spot, solid in the Bay Area. I'm working on a second spot there, and then I have a spot in LA secured for sure. And then uh, there's two more shows that I'm trying to book that are one of them hasn't really gotten started at all and the other one is like kind of happening so we'll see okay that's you're you're kind of doing like I want to go on a tour so bad oh it's um, so much fun I want to so bad I, I want to do like a like a podcast slash live performance like go and do like say if I was coming to Portland yeah I, like I could have come down we could have had an in-person chat and then we both maybe play a show that night or, you know, I want to do that in multiple cities, like interview somebody who's from there and then go play a show with them that night. I think that's a great idea. Really fun. I just need people to give me money. Podmodcast at Gmail is the PayPal. If you'd like to donate to my tour fund, send Um, money for Podmod (laughs) tour today. Actually, I should be telling people to send you money for your tour. Are you? Oh, yeah. Send money today. (laughs) I have Venmo. I have PayPal. (laughs) I have Bandcamp. We're both going to retire after this episode. Um, (laughs) Is... well, if, is there anywhere that like, cause I, I could really, I'm going to release this in a few days, really. Oh, so heck. if there is like anything you want to tell people like, Hey, if you have a place, if anyone want... in San Diego, California wants to host me and the leather jester, we have an electric generator and our own PA. So we're down to play basically anywhere especially if it's outside <laughs> you just need to that's that's a not a very tall order i think if not you have, not tall you have the power yeah. and the sound yeah um San cool Diego, locations would be ideal you know yeah definitely if we don't get invited anywhere i'm gonna go play on a beach somewhere and get arrested and so don't let that happen <laughs> 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 just film it and uh you know make it go viral or you know make a tiktok out of it or whatever the kids yeah. are doing um <laughs> ah awesome um i think we're rolling around an hour holy and moly at, yeah and at this point i like to uh give you the opportunity is there anything that you were hoping we would have covered but we have not yet uh not that i can think of Jeez, I hope I don't I f- miss anything. I don't know. Well, I can always add stuff to the show notes. I would just advise people to just kind of, you have a really oh, I want to talk about the shirts. I want to oh talk yeah about the shirts. Okay. Yeah. Um, I fucking love your shirt. That Wendy Carlos tie dye shirt. I tell oh. you what, I've gotten so that's that's a real conversation starter. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just I love the, the the color, the design, everything. It's it's so cool, and it gives me an opportunity to tell people about Wendy Carlos, which usually the people who ask, and if they don't know, once I start telling them, they get very uninterested very quickly because people aren't nerdy like I am. But I also, (laughs) I love that you made a come and see shirt, which is such a crazy, (laughs) like not obscure, but like, it's not a super well-known film, but it's, it's a, it's the most important war film that I can think of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. uh, My husband watched 
the movie and he was just like we got to make a come and see shirt we we yeah. have to do it we're gonna do it and i was like oh, okay <laughs> i was yeah, like that's I, real spooky but let's do it <laughs> it's spooky <laughs> like, yeah but yeah. it's it's so cool it's, i like yeah. that movie that movie fucked me up and I yeah think... no it is a dark it is a dark movie for sure but, it, but it's yeah, dark it, in the sense of reality is dark right and, yeah yeah it know. definitely takes all of the shine and glimmer and any glory or anything away from the idea of war which mm -hmm. really does need to be done more often in film. absolutely <laughs> i mean know? watch that my uh my friend and i we 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 want to do a podcast together where we just talk about movies because I, I just want him to do something where his his mind is being expressed to other people because I think he's just brilliant um, and he's really funny but we were kind of like thinking about like a, a format of the show and I always thought it would be funny to take two movies and like kind of like talked about two movies per episode but kind of make them somewhat linked and I wanted to do um, come and see in like 1917 oh like like the yeah. super like look <laughs> at this heroic journey of this this person who went you know like this total glorification um, you know which as a as a movie, I actually found it enjoyable, but I do think it's very problematic that war yeah. movies are so yeah. like, you know, for God and country, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, um, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you're like if you have a youngster in your uh, in your family who's thinking about a career in the military, make Just them watch Come and See. Come and see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh, then you say, think are you sure? Yeah, sure about that. <laughs> Do you like what do you think of like that kind of like surrealist beginning to that film? I feel like it starts off as like a really kind of I don't know that I this is something my friend and I kind of he he didn't he doesn't see what I'm saying. I don't think he agrees with me, but I feel like there's a lot of like um maybe some like like hardcore symbolism and like surrealism at the beginning and then it just turns into like I feel like it kind of takes a turn and becomes a different movie after like 30 minutes or something. I think that, like, that's just kind of maybe, like, illustrating how the whole situation doesn't seem like it could be really happening. You know what mm, I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, it's such a, like, just imagining, like, being in, in like, a, a situation where, like, war is not only something that you're hearing about on the radio, but it's, like, you're in it, whether mm -hmm. you want to be in it or not. And, like, just not being able to process that as a reality and how, like, surreal, you know, like, how surreal mm -hmm. that would make everything feel. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? like that. Yeah. It's like, I want to watch it again, but at the same time, like, I don't. Like, I don't want to feel that way. <laughs> yeah, <again. laughs> yeah, yeah, uh. yeah. Because I, I haven't watched that movie in, like, probably six or seven years. Maybe long. Actually, probably, like, eight or nine years. And, like he watched it by himself and I was just like, I don't even want to rewatch that. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you go ahead. <laughs> yeah. It's, I like, I, I, it's like one of those movies you want to recommend, but at the same time, like you don't want to recommend it. Yeah. You know? like, you should like, oh, watch you should... it, but you don't want to. Yeah. Like you should really watch it and then really watch a lot of adventure time after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you can feel a lot better. Uh -huh. after. Oh my God. That's actually perfect. I, I love adventure time. And that's like, that's perfect palate cleanser for like the real shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, like, and you did a chrono trigger. So like you just basically what's, what's you just make designs well, of shit that you really like. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> it. It's like if it kicks ass and we know at least like one other person who might be interested in mm -hmm. 
wearing a t-shirt because of how much ass it kicks then we'll make it you know <laughs> like mm -hmm, our mm -hmm. first design was actually uh a design that our friend carly barton made and it was she did two for us and i think the first one was naruto and then the second one was uh neon genesis evangelion oh my god you yeah. are just speaking so much <laughs> my language right here <gasps> i'm a nerd Whoa. and i i changed so i'm showing I'm showing my tattoo right now. It's it's the Nerve logo from Evangelion, but oh my since my last name is four letters, I decided I would be really, really cool, and I put my last name in it instead. So cool. I was because I was twenty and I was cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's way cooler a, than some of my twenties tattoos. <laughs> oh man, I have some. I have so many bad tattoos. I also have a really botched unit one robot head on me oh. that got so infected that it became like a giant scar and you can't even oh. really tell what it is. Oh. Yeah. But I love that. That's, that's just such a great, <laughs> I think that's one of the greatest, uh, I'm not even super into anime, but I just really like that. That story is insane. Like it just really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, and being like 20 years old and like smoking weed and watching that was, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was pretty formative. Yeah. <laughs> formative. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, like, 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 I related to Shinji a little too much. Um, <laughs> we're we're really getting in the weeds now. Um, it sounds like this T-shirt company is actually made for me. Like, oh. <laughs> <it> keeps. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, so we're we're gonna just I'm gonna keep rambling if we keep going, but. Um, where shall we point people in the direction of I mean, uh, if you I guess if you want to find out stuff about me or find find things uh, you could go to my website which is verns.world or if you want to check out the cool t-shirts uh, it's grilkapress.com um, and grilka is a Star Trek reference for any of you Deep Space Nine heads out there <laughs> <laughs> g-r-i-l-k-a correct correct yep yeah uh and also we print other people's shirts so if you guys need shirts printed for your things you Ooh, just... i was actually gonna maybe talk to you off air about something like that oh, but cool. now that you're mentioning yeah. it on air maybe we <laughs> we have to have a conversation um yeah that would be cool yeah um yeah, all we right. Well, I'll put links in the show description for all of that. Thank you so much for your time. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I thanks figured for it having was going me. to be. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Cool. Hope to have you on again someday when yeah, we, when you have more stuff to talk about. Good luck on your tour, and for you, everybody listening, if you're in San Diego, shout out. Find a spot. <laughs> you know, help, find help, a help, help, <laughs> and help. Do it today. Yes. All right, that's our show, um, and I'm an idiot and just realized right now that I totally forgot to ask Vern to do a, a, a patch challenge, and uh, I don't have another episode, so in lieu of a patch challenge from Vern, I'm going to play uh, a couple songs from Spatial Relation, uh, the, the EP that we talked about a lot. Actually, you can hear the intro to that EP right now uh, under my voice. Um, this, this album rules so yeah we're gonna end on uh the track called rip it which absolutely rips but first i want to say thank you to patchworks for their love and support over the years 
visit them online at patchworks.com. That's P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com. Also, thank you to Afterlater Audio for not only their support of the show, but the great modules that they bring to the world, including Carve, the amazing and versatile and wonderful module. Uh, If you want to know what that's all about, check out the YouTube video that I made for it um, at Afterlater Audio's YouTube page. Thank you to everybody who supports the show on Patreon. You're getting us closer and closer to making the show its its true form. I don't know what that means, but it sounded good. But seriously, thank you for your support. We're we're gonna we're gonna build the Patreon community this this year. We're gonna have more bonus content, more collaborative content, and uh, as a result of more patrons, more video content. So. If you'd like to see all of that happen and be a part of that, please head over to patreon.com forward slash popular modcast. And one final thing, I want to say thank you to BetterHelp for their sponsorship of the show. I can't stress this enough. If you haven't ever tried therapy or if you haven't been in a while and you're concerned that it might just be too expensive or too hard to find the right fit, then just give BetterHelp a shot. Um, and if you head over to betterhelp.com slash podular, you can get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash podular. It would warm my heart to know that somebody signed up for that and actually got some help that they needed as a result of this show. So if you do it, let me know. Um, okay, that's enough of my rambling. I am going to fade out this this track and we're going to go into the track called Rip It from Avila. Until next week.
I haven't done a secret word in a while. I forgot about a secret word. So the secret word for this week's Instagram post regarding this episode is, well, secret words, come and see. <laughs>